Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Welcome back to part two of Michelle and Craig from my church. And we're going to dive right into what I believe is an educational component and all other things from my church. Well, good segue. Michelle does all of uh, the educational portion of uh, where we go. And explain a little bit of like what that is for you too. Because I, I mean, you guys all of you, everyone does a really great job with all of that kind of stuff. But just um, what is that like for you in getting, just so everybody knows too, I, I'm part of, I work with Michelle with the church. I, I go and do the program when we were, we were up and running, <laughs> I would do all some of the, the youth programming with them. And it's an interesting group of kids because of, I believe they're on the right path because they have so much to get offered to them and they can definitely just be a part of that and choose their own path and, and discover their own destiny. And I think the educational side does a great job with that. So Michelle, explain a little bit about what we do, like what, what happens in all of the settings. <laughs> yeah. So our children and youth, the way we approach uh, faith development and religious education is um, not that, uh, well, I mean, so first, you know, uh, Unitarian Universalism sort of has uh, this phrase, it's uh, called um, uh, deeds, not creeds. And so, um, you know, the the deeds that you do in life. Um, It's important um, when talking from a faith perspective that uh, our children and youth hear about uh, all of these different religious traditions um, in the world, because uh, hearing about uh, all of the different um, world religions, Judaism, Christianity, and all of that uh, promotes understanding and tolerance. And so we teach our children from a young age, um, but especially as they go through the program and get up into the um, youth age uh, groups, um, we do talk a lot about um, all of these different faith traditions um, and the tenets of their faith and such, because um, we wanna create those interfaith connections and understanding and relationships. Also, uh, social justice is a big part of um, what we do with our children and youth. And so from a young age up through high school, we're tackling uh, various social justice issues from uh, LGBTQI uh, education, um, education about anti-oppression, anti-racism, environmental justice, immigration justice, uh, women's rights, uh, I can keep keep going um, with the the list of social justice issues that we're always talking about, and the kids are active in in those things. 
And certainly we're talking about uh, Unitarian Universalist identity and, and what that means. So there's various other uh, things that that we're talking about. Unitarian Universalism has um, seven principles. We're exploring uh, an eighth principle right now that has to do with dismantling white supremacism, white supremacy. Um, and those principles are really um, sort of uh, guiding guiding values. Uh, and then we have six sources, which are where we draw wisdom from. Um, so, so those two are, are something that are uh, sort of encompassed in, in our program. But specifically what I think one of the things that is, um, is so important and that sort of sets us apart from uh, many other religious traditions is a program that we have that's called Our Whole Lives mm-hmm. and uh, OWL for short. And it's not, yeah, it's not specific to us. We do partner with, um, the program was created in partnership uh, with the United Church of Christ. And uh, it's a sexuality education program. And it has uh, various components. We start the program in uh, kindergarten and first grade for six to eight weeks. We have a fourth and fifth grade uh, session, which is six to eight weeks. We have a full year in eighth and ninth grade. There's a, um, a high school, later high school, um, and you know there's there's even adult education um, opportunities that you know I hope to be able to offer in the future. But this program is um, it's it's sexuality education. It dismantles stereotypes and assumptions. Uh, it builds self acceptance and self esteem fosters healthy relationships. Um, the big thing is it improves decision-making, um, which is huge, especially when our kids get into that, um, you know, eighth and ninth grade age where we do a full a full year of it. And, and honestly, it has the potential. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And, um, and it has the potential to save lives. And you know, people have, have said that, yeah, people have said that it has, and it does. We often have, uh, you know, college, young adult, college students, you know, come back and talk to us, reflecting on their experience of of having it, and and we'll say that, um, you know, that it saved their life, or um, that they were able to um, support friends through some big decisions in their lives and such. Um, but, but those things are so important, um, that self-esteem building and um, that decision-making. Um, but that particular program, um, when it's talking about it, is also exploring and, and talking about um, everyone. It's not just, uh, it's, it's talking about um, uh, same-sex relationships. It's talking about uh, gender identity. Um, it's talking about puberty. Um, so it's 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 real talking life. about you know real all life. of that. It's talking about real life. Yeah, like it's, yeah. It's better than it's actually better than sex education in school. And some places you can opt out of sex education, which I don't understand. And then it's you the- can, yeah, in my. Yeah, in my son's school district, you can opt out of, of 
of the sex education health program, as they call it. And uh, there are some brave school districts I've heard. I'm sure it's very few across the country that um, have taken elements of this program and, and implemented it, um, which is amazing. Um, and it, it's really an, an honest uh, education that is um, is so, so valuable. And not exploiting um, So, I mean, I, I, I couldn't say enough about it. Yeah, I mean, so take taking that educational side and taking getting in front of the congregation side and it just goes together so well. And there's also a classes for adults too. Those are the educational programs. There's everything that, um, yeah. but and it it's values know, based, right? It's values based. It doesn't leave anybody out. And if it does, if, if it were to leave someone out, I feel personally that someone could come up to any of us or any of you and, and be like, Hey, can we talk about this and, and see if a way to put, put it into the curriculum or put it into what we're talking about and include it if they felt ever felt left out for whatever reason. Cause it's, there's lots of things. Yeah. Um, that... and the, the thing I want to say too, is from the, the young ages is when kids enter it in, enter into it from this like kindergarten and first grade, there are these companion pieces of it, you know, really going all the way up that, that parents do, um, parents are, are doing it with their children. Um, and then there's a part, you know, that are, are trained teachers, teachers go through a, a pretty extensive training to do this curriculum um, and teach this curriculum to our, our kids. But the, the parents do that with them. And there's this education that the parents do so that there's a relationship being built of um, open, honest communication so that uh, the hope is as the children get older, um, they feel like they can have these types of important conversations with their parents um, and getting that information from their parents and being able to talk to their parents about um, these things is, is so important. And, you know, when you're uh, a kid or a youth who is, um, is maybe having some, some questions about your sexuality or um, gender or some other sort of identity, um, knowing that you've had discussions with your parents about this and sort of where they stand and that they've had their own education um, makes having those conversations about how you're feeling, um, you're, you're, you're in a different, um, you know, it's, it's a different conversation. It is a different conversation. I think, I think our church specifically, I'm not, I don't like to speak for everywhere else, but our church specifically does has shining examples of leadership, not only with the grownups, but also with the youth and, and, and then the youth that come back and tell their stories and no one ever really leaves um, in some way, in some way they come back, you know, at some point. Um, well, these conversations are great. I would just, I like to, um, I'm gonna wrap it up and I wanna have each of you give some words of wisdom to my queer listeners, my queer youth, anything that comes to mind. I'll let Craig go first. So Michelle, you can think about it. <laughs> Thank you. I just say, you know, um, all the, all studies show and all uh, interviews 
with people in the queer community broadly defined show that being in community with other people is really important for building resilience and 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 you know because it's hard being different it's just it's just harder and that's just a fact um, and there is oppression and there is you know the world's not set up to make it super easy um, if you're a little different and so if you can find community um, it's the it's the number one thing um, that 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 you can do and um, and if you and if you if you're in a faith community with your with your folks or your family, and it's you know it's not um, you know not feeling included, and and you have it within your power to talk to your parents. Maybe there's a maybe there's another place you could go. But I would say the chances are there's a Unitarian Universalist congregation near you. Um, you could reach out to them, and they could at least maybe point you in the in the in the in the direction of other other queer youth in your area or you could probably find stuff like that even on the internet but at least if you go through a, a source um that you know you won't end up in some kind of you know sketchy situation um but 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 reach out somehow and get some community and um and uh, just know that if there is a unitarian universalist congregation near you uh you will be welcome there it won't be a perfect place uh you may have people say stuff that you know they, they may not know better, uh, but that's true of life. But at the core of what they will be about is about welcoming you. Even in their own imperfection, they will welcome you to the best of their ability. And you can help them grow by being a part of it. But seek out other, other people. Don't be alone. You aren't alone, um, but it sure can feel like it sometimes, especially during COVID. I've been living alone during the whole COVID and I know what it is to feel alone, but... <laughs> Uh, you can even reach out, you know, through the Zoom and reach out through in, in any kind of way that uh, just just have a connection, have people to talk to that value you and your own authenticity. And uh, it's going to do you, it's going to do you a world of good. What's our website? That's what I suggest. What's our website? Our, our website is uucmc.org. Yeah. And, uh... Congregation monmouthcounty.org. That's our that's our congregational website. Um, but there are, there's probably a UU congregation where you are. And now during COVID, everybody's doing virtual stuff. Sure, so you can even say. join and check it out and check it out something nearby so that when we transition out of COVID, that you have a place to go in person. But uh, even if it's not UU, even if it's within, you know, uh, if, you're, if you're in a Christian congregation, there, there are progressive branches of almost all the all the traditions, including yep. and Jewish too. Um, those are the you know the two main world religions that I know about. But there are places that you can still hold that faith and be in a place that welcomes you. So look for it. Look for the Wayne Rainbow flag. You know, go to their website. Do you see it on their page? If they're a welcoming place, chances are they're going to advertise it in some kind of way because they want you to know that you're welcome. If you don't see it, it doesn't mean you're not welcome. But you know, do some research. Do it. Do a search within the website. Look for LGBT. Does it come up anywhere? You know, if it doesn't, maybe nobody ever spoken about it. So may, that still doesn't mean you're not welcome. But if nobody's talking about it, maybe you're not explicitly welcome. So right, um, right. You know, but create community. That's that's what we're all about, and and, that, and I wish that for for every listener. Michelle. Yeah, you know, 
community is is huge and um, being in community is so important. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that being in specifically in Unitarian Universalist community is what gave me the strength to come out and um, is what gave me the strength to be who I am now. And um, I have have been in a relationship for 20 years and am married and we have a 14 year old son and uh, am now in a place in my life where I can support um, and advocate for people in this community. And it was Unitarian Universalism um, that that really helped me do that, um, being in that community. And uh, I just, I thought it was interesting what Reverend Craig said about check websites and and look and everything, because that's exactly what I did uh, when I was looking for, you know, I hadn't heard of Unitarian Universalism. And so I was looking for a faith community that, that I could be in that, um, would be uh, in sympathy with um, with my values and um, and be uh, you know where I would be accepted and loved. And even though I saw it on the website and it said you know it, it had the welcome and it uh, said what often UU congregations um, call themselves a welcoming congregation, um, which is a program through the Unitarian Universalist Association. Um, and that does mean that uh, the congregation has gone through some some training to um, be a welcoming and uh, congregation um, to uh, LGBTQ folks. Um, but I, but I emailed the minister at that congregation and said, "Hey, are you really?" Um, and and they really were. I got the most welcoming and and wonderful email back. And so even even if it is. Um, another faith group besides Unitarian Universalism, uh, you, you know, check it out, email the minister, ask questions. Um, and, you know, I, and I say that because um, it does feel vulnerable sometimes. It and does. So, yeah. so it, it does, you know, so, so check it, check it out. But, um, you know, Unitarian Universalists um, are, are loving um, community and um, a place where you can come and feel welcome. Uh, at the UU Congregation of Monmouth County, we start all of our services um, with a phrase that is just always um, sort of echoes in my heart. Um, it goes, whoever you are, whomever you love, however you arrived at this beloved place, you are welcome here. And, um, and I just hear that. I, I, I hear that in, in my body and in my soul. And so I think that, I think that that's um, something to remember. And so many of us are online right now because of the pan- pandemic. So many congregations will move back to a, a hybrid scenario um, where they're back in their buildings but are still streaming in some way. And um, if you're not near a UU congregation, um, there's something called the Church of the Larger Fellowship, and that is uh, a solely online Unitarian Universalist community that does worship and um, brings people together online in small groups. And so, um, so wherever you are um, in in the United States or wherever, um, you can you can find a UU community. And so, um, I think you know the last thing, you know, I just 
that's that's where I'll end. Um, Great. Well, you know, and there are throughout the season, I've and throughout my podcast career right now, um, I've come across some really fabulous other programs, which I'll always mention a hundred times, like the Christian Closet, which is an online um, faith-based therapeutic program for queer people who want to love God and stay in the church and are lost and don't necessarily know what to do. And there's another great program, especially for youth called Beloved Arise that I always talk about, that I've talked about and had one of my guests this season, um, June. And he created this great program where it literally has had kids from all over the world come to a youth ministry and, um, in the youth program and, and, and be a part of that in like a cafe setting with performances and, and, and whatever else they want to talk about all these queer kids from like literally all over the world. So it's possible. And it's, it's, and, um, and like, like you guys, like everyone says, it's like, we're always here. Tis true. Tis true. We are always available. I just broke these two episodes up because I wanted the second one to be a little bit about the education and the programs. And I'll put the um, links in the show notes for everybody so you know how to find out more about OWL and, of course, um, where I go to church. So you can learn a little bit more. And if you want to see any of the services, they're available online right now because it's still uh, the pandemic going on. Uh, yeah, just, you know, reach out, everybody. Look and find. Seek and ye shall find. Just make sure you feel safe and comfortable going to this church. Or if you want to go and take it on and um, demolish, dismantle the patriarch and patriarch, patriarch, like I'm from Massachusetts or something. I am. What's the patriarch? Or just, you know, get into it. Just see what they're at. See where they're at. There are safe spaces, even if, you, if you, even if you're in the middle of nowhere. There's always a safe space. There's always someone to go to. Um, so I'm going to make one more episode this season and just a wrap-up. So I won't wrap up on here. But please, um, you know, keep an eye, and, an eye out, an ear out. You are loved by God or whomever you choose to believe. It is your path. Of course, I always want to thank Michael J. Grabowskis, and of course, my other Patreons are awesome, and I just, if you want to support me, you know where to find me, Queer Teen Podcast, patreon.com forward slash queer teen podcast, uh, and tell your friends to download everything, because these are good episodes, and good seasons, and it's very educational. That's it. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thanks for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.